Yep. <laughs> oh, we're restarting. <laughs> oh, wait. Oh, wait, there, uh, it sent me the download link for the previous one. Oh, okay. All right. Um, podcast part two. <laughs> podcast yep. part two. Uh, Aiken, so, are, you, are you going to be like uh, the one who who uploads later? Because you I can have... send you guys the links for the download. I don't know if my Wi Fi is fast enough to handle like a download of like. An hour long. Uh, well, my Wi Fi is pretty trash too. So, for continuing to, con- uh, to uh, recent events, I would like to point out that I just thought of a great name for Hangout. It's a good name. Uh, so, the, let- the number four, four and then Hangout. So, it's like, I don't know why, but it's so catchy for Hangout. For, for Hangout. hangout. For yeah, hangout. see, for Hanging Out. So, like, four guys hanging out. You know? I feel like it's a catchy name. Yeah, well, I like okay. Like sure. Okay. Oh, okay. We'll, we'll, keep we'll, remember we'll keep our <laughs> thoughts. <laughs> yeah. yeah but like, for now, it's going to be for Hangout. Yeah. Hangout. Uh, hangout. We'll for see. Now. We'll see if the, the name holds up. So, like, continuing on, I was like, I was saying, you mentioned yeah. that, like, 50, uh, Rainer mentioned this, like, 50% efficacy rate, was it? But, like, I feel like this is, like, another one of those cases where statistics like can cause obscurity like obscure certain viewpoints or like hide certain information as well because the big statistic is what like takes is like what is in the forefront because apparently uh if you read into the article it actually mentions that there's a 78 percent uh efficacy for mild to severe covid cases and over a hundred and like a hundred percent effective in uh, staving off moderate cases right so the majority of that like 50 percent comes from extreme extreme cases right where uh, so in terms of that the sinovac vaccine after like seeing that statistic um it doesn't seem as bad anymore right in terms of how effective it has been because like the only things i couldn't stop were like the special cases that were extremely uh extremely severe right so i think that's like one thing we need to take into consideration Whenever we're like deciding this, mm-hmm. I actually want to comment on the uh, something that contributes to the efficacy rate. Um, mm-hmm. Pfizer's and Moderna's uh, vaccine require two doses for the for the vaccine to be fully uh, be fully useful or uh, to combat the vaccine itself. Because if you only take one, this is what some people. If you only take one dose. Um, and don't take the next dose in a in an amount of time. Uh, you will actually develop an immunity against, um, the or vaccine. the 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 virus will have an immunity against um, the, the vaccine. vaccine itself. And so that's what might um, affect public health as well. Yeah. Mm. But I think in general, like I think all of us are, are like on the side of like we should just wait and see if there's any side effects first, right? I don't know. When yeah. I first heard like the news that there was a COVID nineteen like vaccine, I thought it was like way too soon. You know, I thought it was so early that we were already getting a vaccine. Oh, maybe it's because twenty twenty like felt really short in general. I felt like I don't know the year just like went by. Mm, that's very just, true. Oh, the year the year went by so fast. Like I remember, really? talking, like a I lot of like my I feel like a lot of people would say that it w- went by like. So slowly because they didn't really enjoy their time during the pandemic well for me at least there were like no because like every year 
like how I tend to remember years, right? It's like categorized by the things, like the big <laughs> things that happened that year, right? So maybe it's like a vacation or like an event I joined. But like in 2020, there's like since since there's uh, the the event, like the big thing for me was when we went for HMCA in Tokyo, right? So HMCA is like MUN, right? So that that was like the big thing, but that was at the start of the year, right? So everything else from that point on was just kind of like a blur. Mm. So like whenever I was like, I remember talking to like uh, my uh, ex, like my former classmates about this. I, I didn't even realize like half the events that I did two years ago, three years ago, or like two years or, or three years ago. I thought they were all like last year. But turns out, turns out they were actually like, I don't know, 2017, 2018. So I felt like 2020 just like disappeared, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, you spend every day at home, so. Yeah. That's. Yeah, I mean, from your perspective, the events that occurred in 2020, not that much, but like world news, it's crazy. Yeah. Like the amount of events. So we started January with a, like a, for, um, what was it? Like, it was almost like World War Three, right? Or something yeah at the start of january yeah was... and there was the forest fire in australia i don't know if you guys still remember that yeah that yeah. was, that was yeah. Funny as well yeah <laughs> See, and then like i felt like that that those were like two different years you know but it turns out they were just like different parts of the same year mm-hmm. yeah uh before we like go more off on a tangent uh let's finish off with the uh russia moscow thing um yeah so final thoughts on it uh, by the way i forgot to mention more about why uh, nevelny was arrested was that a few weeks ago he critiqued um he critiqued putin of having this mansion oh, wait oh see i lost i lost the article again great yeah he critiqued putin of having this large mansion that here i'll show you the article it's crazy um it's worth like even the sofa the leather sofa in the mansion it's twenty eight thousand dollars damn yeah i know that's why it, it just goes down to corruption again people the corruption of the russian government like here Okay, I don't think we have to go uh, too hasty yeah. into this topic. Uh, we don't want to f- accuse anyone. These yeah. are our own personal thoughts. Um, <laughs> but like, uh, you know, we don't have any evidence. Like, the guest, were, the guest you know? sofa is eighteen thousand dollars. You know, he could have bought it for eighteen thousand dollars. Really, no. Oh man, <laughs> we, we we have no evidence. We literally have no evidence, so it's not really fair accusing. But you know, this uh, just I don't, uh, I don't think Russia is focus. watching or listening to our podcast. Hopefully, yeah, yeah. Hopefully, hopefully, hopefully. But it's always safe to have Kudos, a hypothetical guest without any has, um, Russian connections. <laughs> Russian works yeah, for the uh, yeah. Pat Rene works for the KGB. Yep. It's like the newest conspiracy. Okay, Farrell, okay, we apologize, Pat <laughs> Um Let's move on to the next hey, let's topic. Not, let's not say we, okay? I was never included yeah, in I, this. I, I, I'm I sorry, Farrell. I apologize. I'm trying to get in the ditch here. Apology, a public apology. Pat Renee, you are... Okay, what's topic are we doing now? Teacher. Actually, uh, I wanted to go into Kristen Gray. Are you done with your uh, Russian thing? Yeah, sure. Yeah, we can uh, move okay. on. Okay, Kristen yeah, Gray. Uh, so, if I'm not sure many of you know but Christian Gray, she's a, it's not really relevant to say her 
color of the skin, but she's a black American who go- who went to Bali, uh, uh, based on QZ Quartz. Uh, it's a very famous article website thing. Um, so Kristen Gray, she's an American. Uh, she, she right now, as we're speaking, she's being deported from Indonesia after publishing a viral Twitter thread about her low-cost idyllic life on the island of Bali, uh, quoted from Quartz. So in TikTok, if you don't know what TikTok is, is a social um, networking. Uh, so like in TikTok, yes, in Asian TikTok. Um, it was super big. It was very big. A lot viral. of people were criticizing Kristen Gray because she uh, she supposedly uh, invited uh, Americans to come to Bali because it was very uh, it was very leisurely for her. She was like promoting you know illegal things. Uh, for example, in this case, she was saying that you should work in Bali. You know, I'm working in Bali because uh, um. I'm working in Bali without a permit. So, you know, I'm basically exporting uh, the economy. That's what she, she does, did. She but pay she taxes never. Then. Yeah, she didn't yeah, pay taxes pay at much. all. <laughs> yeah, that's right. She was basically exporting the money out of Indonesia. And now she's mad when she's getting deported. And she's claiming that Indonesians aren't friendly. They are. Um, they're Anti- racist. They, yeah, yeah anti black, anti LGBTQ, and all that. Mm. Uh, as an Indonesian, from my personal perspective, I don't think us Indonesians are like that. I generally, from like my whole life, I've been here for 16 whole years. I've been here with multiple uh, international experience. I think that Indonesia is an awesome country. My country is literally an awesome country. The people here are oh. so welcoming. Wow. Um, wow. There are so many wow. Americans. Justin, Justin, <laughs> Justin, let me stop you there. It might be nationalist view, but wait. Okay, no, no, no. You, you can talk about before we move can, on to like can... the perception of Indonesians of Christian Grey and her actions. Let's let's talk about her actions first. Like, let's yep. talk about how. What what she's been posting on Twitter, like really, yeah, yeah. Before we move on to like how the public, true, true. uh, Like, look, I'm I'm not sure if her quote is still there. Uh, Let me search it up. Uh, I have one here. Uh, Apparently, she was selling ebooks that advise people to move to Bali during the pandemic. Yeah, and And she was like teaching them how to get there, right? And like how to bypass Indonesian laws. Concerned. Yeah, it's. The, the fact is, um, the borders in Indonesia were closed, right, because of the pandemic. So she's using this to like. There are some ways to get around it, and she's like encouraging the exploitation of these. Like, she's practices. exploiting this. So it's like, uh, I have some tweets here from her uh, Twitter. It was like her book name, I'm not sure if it's still selling, uh, is called Our Bali Life Is Yours. Um, Whoa. Uh, so mm. one of her tweets said, moving out of America, and I, uh, quote unquote, moving out of America in my 20s has been a game changer. I've been living in Bali, Indonesia for over a year with my girlfriend, a thread. Um, and then the most, one of the most controversial uh, Twitter posts she said, or she posted, and I quote, we include direct links to our visa agents and how to go about getting into Indonesia into Indonesia during COVID. It's also for anyone wanting a change of pace. Um, so that, those are her actions. Uh, uh, 
any comments like i want to go into perspective on like perception on this but as i said you know, as you said you know you should say actions first so any other things yeah it's pretty trashy <laughs> yeah. like for her i too. think i think most most of us indonesians think it's pretty trashy not only is like i feel like the way she worded that it, it, not only is it an issue about like how she's encouraging uh what do you call it she's like encouraging uh other foreigners to like break laws to get into indonesia but like i feel that like the way she phrased it like uh, my life can be yours or whatever however she phrased it i feel like she's like using bali as like like an object to get or something as a way to get uh that ideal lifestyle and like the people of bali just mm. end up just like being her servants in order to get that lifestyle right yeah she, she describes like people she describes bali like like a paradise i guess even though it's during the pandemic people are still worried people are still like scared of the the virus but she's yeah. like promoting it like a paradise that um like the pandemic doesn't even exist there you know yeah. like uh, a lot of people uh, i'm i'm not really sure if this is true like it's from twitter uh, but a lot of people have been complaining about uh, foreigners not even wearing masks in bali cuz their reasoning because it's Bali, you know, ba- um, there's no safe. virus in Bali, which is really insulting, really, um, really rude of them to do that. They're endangering really, the locals there, right? Yeah, ignorant and considerate of them. The locals are wearing masks. The locals, they live there, they work there. But and, contrary and, to what they believe, Bali is not like mm-hmm. this perfect paradise. It's still a part of the world. It's still affected by world issues. Mm-hmm. it's not shangri-la it's not it's not <laughs> like some it's not like some holy place it's still under the effect of the pandemic so yeah. I, I don't this perception of bali being this perfect place with uh, that's untouched it's just bizarre really yeah and like on her comment of us being like anti-black it's, I'm i'm not gonna say that like are in our our country is like the best at handling racial issues because we have our own fair share of racial issues but we need to keep in mind that indonesia is probably one of the most diverse countries in the world right we have like so many ethnicities like like the country like indonesia recognizes like what 700 plus languages from like different groups ethnic groups throughout Mm -hmm. indonesia so like just because you're just because you know just because you're black just because you're a different ethnicity like what, what does that change right <laughs> we're criticizing you for your actions i mean like as a country we've grown to be able to live kind of in harmony with like a bunch of ethnicities there what's one extra one to us right it's not like mm-hmm. we're excluding you just because you're a different ethnicity if that were to happen indonesia wouldn't be here right because we just keep trying to exclude each other so i think that argument was just completely flawed in that sense it wasn't even related about like her sexuality yeah. or her the color of her skin right it's just the fact is she's admitting online in twitter in her ebook that she's breaking the law and she's ex- like exploiting these um these laws of like borders closing uh the indonesian people she's not paying taxes mm-hmm. and i guess um like encouraging americans uh to join her you know like america has like the most amount of covid 19 cases so there is a risk of the americans i'm I'm not trying to say anything like 
it will it's a hypothetical but they might just bring the virus to bali in the end of the day yeah. so it's really dangerous for the locals and for anyone living in bali just to encourage people to start moving there and like you know how how okay so like i feel like there's also like a second kind of debate in this in this circumstance it's more relating to like free speech I'm pretty sure, like we're all aware that, like Indonesia has like been commonly criticized. Like one of the things that Indonesia is like most criticized for is like our censorship and how we tend to censor a lot of things. So her book, in this case, I'm pretty sure it got taken down, right, by the government. Um, it got taken. It's on down. Reddit. Yeah, okay. I mean, it's on Reddit. <laughs> but like, it, it got. But in this case, like, it's being censored, right? So do you guys like believe in free, like, complete free speech? Or do you think there are like cases that we need to stop and like actually have the government intervene? Because I feel like before this, right, I always, I was like, I I would always say that I would like kind of advocate for free speech in a sense, like mm-hmm. people should be able to express how they feel, right? But like after this kind this situation, it's just like it's left me questioning, like what actually is like safe to say. Because like you can't encourage people to break laws, right? Because that's like going too far. So, right. I feel like there's there should be a level of censorship for that, but like how much is too much is like the main problem here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because like she she free speech she she's supposed to have the freedom to express her opinions, but then again she's advocating for like some like ev- events that would harm other people. It would harm the Indonesian public. I mean, the ba- the Balinese people, right? Uh, the virus mm-hmm. might come to them. The fact that they're not wearing masks in Bali, and um, you know, she's not paying taxes. She's literally op- admitting to a crime, which a crime is illegal. So, <laughs> um, so she, so she is not only free speech. She's literally doing something illegal. Right? Yeah. Um, and uh, it's a bit. Yeah, it's a bit weird. For example, let's let's talk about uh, other examples of um, free speech where people are exercising their free speech, but in a dangerous way. Uh, for example, you know um, uh, the situation in America, or like um, white supremacists opening uh, openly like talking about how let's say they're gonna um, harm. Uh, african-american people would that be free speech would that be allowed if you're gonna say i'm gonna kill this person is would that be accepted actually before we move on uh, i just want to state like a small warning to all our viewers that this is our personal opinion we are no experts in this matter or anywhere close we just did a bit of searching <laughs> online which is yeah. not the best way to get information it was just literally one click away but uh, this, these are what our thoughts are completely biased and completely personal we, so we that, we have, yeah. I think that we should have said that in the beginning no. yeah but we'll, like we'll do it in the next episode we'll yeah we'll do it in the beginning in the next episode but yeah. we'll, we'll add the, uh, edit this in yeah <laughs> well continue on yeah so what do you guys think do you think that she's like going over the border with like free speech we know that she's doing something illegal but then she's uh, we're, we're trying to debate over the fact um that doing this ebook thing expressing this uh telling people that 
they should move to Bali. Do you think that is illegal? Um, I would like to actually point out first that in her book, it didn't really state that you could work in Indonesia without having to pay taxes. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's from what I've heard about the book. I, don't, I haven't read the book personally, but I think that she didn't really state that you know uh, you can work in Bali without a uh, without paying taxes on uh, tax earnings. You know, uh, but um, what she said about the free speech thing, I don't think you can compare it to uh, like saying that killing Americans or like killing something. Uh, crime isn't that big. Crime is crime, but the crime isn't that big uh, mm-hmm. for free speech. Uh, continuing on, I think the main problem in this situation with Kristen Gray was that she invited more Americans during the pandemic to go to Bali, which would only worsen the state of the country due to you know all the healthcare expenditures the government needs to build and all that. Um, so I think that what she did was she worked was one of the main things you know as i said one of the main things she did one of her main crimes was that she worked without taxes she didn't really promote people to work without taxes you know to work without paying tax she just worked she was the one that did it but with her saying that uh you know more people should come here that was the two main problems that the uh, indonesian government found and i think I think that those are the two main reasons why she was deported from here earlier this week or uh, earlier this month. I'm not really too sure. So if we say the situation was basically off of like, well, if we if we just say like, for example, if she just tweets, you know, everyone come to Indonesia. It's like a paradise here, right? If she tweets that during the COVID-19 pandemic, she's not really doing anything legal, right? By the technical sense. Mm-hmm. So do you think the government should really be involved then? If she, if she was like someone with really like, a really large reach and she tweets something like that like do you think the government should be involved in this case because like it's in it's endangering the lives of the citizens right Definitely, because by yep. bringing in more people in but at the same time it's not against the law to tweet what you think right and like mm-hmm. and it, 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 it adds to like the problem of censorship or like the debate about censorship right because I, one of the things that a lot of people are like scared about is like eventually, if we keep going on this trend of censoring everyone, eventually we'll reach the point where we can't say anything at all, right? And we can't have any controversial, controversial opinions. But like, I feel that whenever it comes to like endangering people's lives, I think that's already like, that's already like a step pr- pretty far, you know? Yeah. Um, main, yeah. Wait. Uh, I was just wanted to say this little thing. You should consider when asking that question, when wanting to find the answer or answering it yourself, you should consider what's the priority of a government, their own citizens or another nation, uh, nation's citizens. Mm-hmm. Uh, go on, Farrell. Oh, yeah, I just wanted to add. Yeah, uh, Aiken said, like, oh, yeah, um, Mali is a paradise, blah, blah, blah. I, I think that that's okay when you're exercising your freedom of speech like that. You're not directly. Uh, telling people uh, how to exploit um, the the laws there, but here I'm looking at her tweets here. Uh, mm-hmm. For example, uh, 16 January 20, uh, 2021, we include direct links to our visa agents and how to go about getting into Indonesia during COVID. It's also for anyone wanting a change of pace. These visas are, you know, incorrect illegal visas of. 
like to sneak into to sneak into the country. So if you're exercising your free speech to literally give instructions on how to break the law, I think that's that that might be the line. That might be where uh, you know censorship would probably happen, or you know, um, like um, like where the government where, where the government needs to intervene. Like, I don't know, Rainer. Maybe you could talk about this. Well, um, adding to what uh, just uh, someone someone said about the goals of the government, the goals of um, Kristen Gray. So, when should the the freedom of rights be taken, um, or be continued, be given to Kristensen uh, again? I think it matters based on like uh, again actions. But also about how, um, if it harms someone else's uh, purposes or goal, then you should be considering how um, to prioritize prioritize your own uh, goals or intentions other than someone else's. And so, in this case, uh, if the government, uh, if the government of Indonesia is taking action, I think it is a it is a reasonable uh, action. Or sorry, it's a reasonable. Uh, um, how do you say it? Like it, it makes sense for Indonesian government to uh, act accordingly and to prevent the spread of ideology that um, this is what Indonesia is. Knowing that she uh, posted a, a published a mm. book, which that uh, you know that's that's also kind of working. And uh, to add on, working uh, without being a working and making money without being a citizen mm-hmm. uh, is is basically a tax ex- exempt. You're not allowed to do that under some certain circumstances, and I know that from a different countries as well. And so, yeah, well, you know, like, yes, I, uh, in my opinion, it's a dangerous it's, ideology, yeah. right? In the end of yeah. the day. So, yeah. like, to play a bit of devil's advocate here, like with Farrell's uh, kind of like argument for like censorship. You mentioned that it was like if if it's like breaking the law Whoa. or like encouraging to break the law, that mm-hmm. should be censored, right? Did I did I get that correct? Um, yeah, I think I said the word censored. Maybe I shouldn't have said that, but yeah, I I did yeah. say the word censor. So like we get, like the example I used earlier, where it's like if she's just encouraging people to come to Bali during COVID nineteen times, that that like endangers the lives of the citizens, right? Mm-hmm. Because if people see that. And they're like, oh, let's just go to let's just go to Bali, right? It's an isolated island. Chances of COVID going there pretty low, right? Mm-hmm. So they come to Bali as a result. The people who live in Bali are endangered, right? And with what Justin said, it's like the priority of the government should be to protect its citizens, right? So in that in that case, the government is ignoring its responsibility to pr- protect the citizens of Bali, right? So do you think do you think that um in that case, the government should take action because, like, she's not really breaking a law, but at the same time, the government should stick to their stick to their goal of protecting their citizens, right? So you're talking about the tweet where she doesn't really talk about the ebook, but more like well, Bali's fine. It's like you know? uh, the hypothetical tweet if she just like tweets out and says like "come mm-hmm. to Bali" or something, oh. like that, right? Uh, in my opinion, I don't, I don't really think it's, um, it's, it's really illegal or really something that government should take action like for example if if let's say um uh, some 
the person's technically just being ignorant. She's not being she's not advocating for like illegal something something illegal. She's just being ignorant. She's just being she she's not taking into consideration of the Indonesian uh, the Balinese people. Mm-hmm. But that's fine in in Twitter or in those um social media platforms to be ignorant. Um mm. but if she doesn't talk about like she if she doesn't give out a straight instruction or guide into how to exploit the laws or like break the laws and like uh, avoid taxes yeah i think um just saying that going to bali during the pandemic is awesome i don't think that's illegal hmm. so it's like up to the community then like how how she's gonna what the repercussions are gonna be then so yeah it's difficult to say because you know she she might we don't know if she has the intention of like harming the balinese people she just might say she might just be an ignorant person who's just like yo bali's awesome i want to promote bali i love the country you guys should try too we don't know right but i feel that this like this is one argument that's always like used in this case right and if we're referring to like ignorance, if you're gonna tweet something like about about the topic, you should probably know the context of it, right? Mm-hmm. You should probably take into consideration if it's a wise choice, right? So is it her duty then that like because it's, I feel like it's partly her duty to educate herself on like you know how it could endanger Balinese citizens, right? Before making that tweet, right? Mm-hmm. So like. Even even like now we have access to so many resources to like educate ourselves about like what's going on with the COVID nineteen pandemic and such. So like in that sense, we can say that she had more than enough resources in her disposal to like figure out a piece together that like promoting people to come to Bali during a lockdown situation is not very wise, right? Mm-hmm. So in that sense, her ignorance caused harm, and like she, she should have some form of repercussion for that, right? Aiken, but right. to, to be fair, okay, locals as of right now, even in the past December break, have been going to Bali frequently. Uh, mm-hmm. you, you can see the pictures, the events in Bali. There are a lot of people in Bali. Locals, <laughs> yeah. A lot of locals. You're shading the people who, who went You're to Bali this December. Well, it's not, it's not shading per se, but it's more about, you know, this, this is a reality. People, uh, it's, it's Wait, not even. Did, did any of you guys go to Bali no, this December? No, I was not. Okay. I didn't even like, leave. It's, it's I didn't. Not... Even, I don't think. Okay. Yeah. Continue, Rainer. Continue, Rainer. The the idea of traveling during the quarantine is not an illegal thing. It, instead, mm-hmm. um, it's one of the topics that we we uh, we will focus on next time or later on. It's it's how the Indonesian government actually um, encourages people to travel during the pandemic with uh, safety precautions, of course. But mm-hmm. so that just shows how it's not completely illegal to. Um, get people to come here. Uh, you know, tourism is one of the most. Tourism is the third largest income for Indonesia, and Indonesia needs the, for our economy to grow. And um, to cut off tourism or to cut off people, foreigners to come here is not exactly the most. Um, it, it's a, it's a very hypothetical uh, theory to combat mm-hmm. COVID. Mm-hmm. But uh, as of right now, people are still traveling, and and, and that's you know deemed okay by the government. So we can't. Mm. Yeah, the, the, the issue is she's that. just making it light, right? Like, yeah, like it's it, 
we don't need to care about the safety uh, precautions here, which it's fine for her. We we don't need to force it. Uh, we don't need to force her. We don't need to force education on her. But she should. She should. Mm. Um, I mean, we. I think we learned this in TOK uh, yeah. about the era of misinformation. Where in Indonesia, and they're not like bringing the virus from like all the way in America, right? And if she were to post that tweet in that situation, I'm pretty sure 90% of her followers are from out of this country, right? So she's encouraging people from outside of the country to come in as well, right? So I think that was the main crux of the issue then. And so rather than just like the entire thing of like promoting people, because I agree, there's nothing inherently wrong with like saying, oh, you should come to Bali. It's just that the, given the context and like the demographic that she's probably going to reach, the people she's going to reach with her tweet, it's it's encouraging foreigners, and that's like not ideal, right? Mm-hmm. So that, that's that's how I feel in regards to Indonesia. But like, I think I think yeah, the best statement we can make out of it is like she should be more aware of like the circumstances if she mm-hmm. were to make a tweet like that, right? Taken and, and I think that it's it's a good thing. I wouldn't say good, but it's 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 a useful um, event to teach other people as well. And and I know she's not the only one who has this type of mind who encourages other foreigners to. So having this um, uh, event or uh, event or le- lesson, I guess, I think it's a it's a good way to mm-hmm. go teach people of some some rules some underlying rules that apply in Indonesia. Indonesia is not yeah. all the, you know, you can do whatever you want. There's no rule. It's still a country at the end of the day. Yeah. I think that's the, the main takeaway. It's a good, it's a good example. All right. Okay. Justin, do you have any final thoughts or anything? Not really, to be honest. All your points were pretty interesting. Uh, okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I'm really not sure what to say about it, but yeah, <laughs> all your points are pretty interesting. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think we still have one more time for like one more topic to bring up, and then we'll just wrap up. Um, so, who wants to bring up the topic? Can you have a topic or Aiken or Rainer? Well, Maybe? I kind of brought up the vaccine thing. Do you have? Oh. Oh. Okay, then Rainer. Is you okay? Let's yeah, let's keep it quick. Me. The topic for uh, this business topic is about tourism in Indonesia. We kind of covered it in the previous topic, but a part of the uh, perspective on it. But um, as I said before, that one of Indonesia's main sources of it is it, is from its tourism. Uh, here are the numbers. So, 
Um, so annually, Indonesia gains uh, 4.6 billion US dollars of foreign exchange income, and um, which makes it Indonesia's third most important non oil gas source of foreign revenue after timber and textile products. So this is pretty important. Tourism is pretty important for Indonesia. And during the pandemic, um, uh, tourism is on a standstill. And of course, it's, it's, it's affected by, uh, you know, social distance, every, everything like that. So, um, but currently, or before the, uh, the, uh, the coronavirus, the, the, uh, the government of Indonesia has been um, urging and making um, uh, air, airports across Indonesia. So um, one and so, so it's not only focused centralized in Jakarta, but also in Sulawesi and uh, Sumatra and, other, and all the other islands. And so um, maybe one question is, um, is building airport the best way to get investors to, um, uh, to invest in tourism in Indonesia, right? Can new airports in different locations uh, will that work well? And knowing that uh, this is a collaboration with the uh, the uh, the uh, the build of Changi Airport, so we see lots of the factor, uh, lots of the uh, same physique uh, is seen in the, the is it the third airport of Indonesia, uh, Terminal Three or something like that. And um, but another perspective on this is the recent project that uh, sparked lots of different perspectives on the Komodo Island. Uh, preservation, which the goal of the Indonesian government is to, you know, uh, keep or preserve the Komodo species uh, inside the island. But uh, things are uh, things are becoming hard because they had to close down the island for several years because people are misusing the place and uh, destroying the environment. So there's there's another uh, clash between the different perspectives in society. And um, just for background context. Rinka Island is a is one of the three largest islands, along with uh, Komodo and Padar Island, that makes up uh, Komodo National Park. Um, and so, Indonesia should, in my perspective, like Indonesia shouldn't be only open to the international world by you know Bali, Jakarta, Bandung, or Surabaya. But um, so this is the step, the step that the current government is uh, trying to trying to do. And there are lots of um, limitations to this in terms of cost management. But we know how that's likely to happen. And um, also, is it a worth it? So these are some of the questions that we can discuss. Mm -hmm. okay. Yeah. Any thoughts? Um, I'm looking up like the Rinka Island that you've been talking about. Yeah, so there's this Rinka Island project. Um, it, is this the one you're talking about? The Rinka yeah. Island project? It's one of the... Can you send the article? Uh, I think the it's, it's article. It's not an article. The the article I found. It's, the article. I, it's not the best article. It says the headline is "Government de denies Jurassic Park claims amid controversy surrounding <laughs> okay, Ringo yeah, yeah. Island project." That no, <laughs> um, and, not and the that best article. The, and that was sparked by the Instagram post uh, made by someone that uh, pictured a truck beside a Komodo dragon. Right. <laughs> okay. So people are calling it the Jurassic Park because things are likely to get spicy there. Yeah. So technically, development of tourism during the pandemic, right? During the pandemic, or just in general? Well, just in general, but how it's affected by mm. the pandemic. 
these projects are actually halted by the pandemic. Mm. Right. Yeah. For example, you, uh, you have countries like maybe Bali, who with countries being it's maybe number one source of country. A country. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I apologize to my all bad, the Balinese Indonesians here. I would like to publicly apologize again. I have made a total of two apologies to this podcast, and I will continue to make more. So please bear bear with me. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> it's late. I want to do homework too. <laughs> um. Yeah. Uh. Wait. Where was I? See. Thank you, Justin, for laughing. Um. Where was I? Yeah. Uh. Bali. Maybe its number one source of income is um tourism, but um, or maybe let's give another example, like Raja Ampat. Uh, we know for a fact. I, th- I think that its number one source of income is tourism. And now that during the pandemic, it's, of course, coming to a halt and like less mm. people are, are going to Raja Ampat. But, but you'll be surprised by the amount of people that she's still <laughs> go there by the amount of Indonesians. I personally started, uh, <laughs> like a lot of people started to pick up hobbies, like new hobbies. Uh, Almost everybody yeah. can relate. Views there. Yeah. I was very Justin, lucky because it was a rating. Justin, you have a pod- Went out of. I mean, in a way, it's a. Pause. There's like some caveats with like uh, um, continuing to develop like places like Bali who are already like established, you know. I think like one thing that I hear a lot from not just like I hear it a lot from my parents. I hear it a lot from uh, like just like the Indonesians around me. They always say like, "Oh, these like foreigners, they have no idea where like the actual good spots are." It's like they always complain like Bali's gotten too dirty too like tourist infested there's so many like secret locations that you can go to uh-huh. i feel like if we continue to sink into bali bali already has like an established name so it's it's only gonna go up from there right but like there's some other locations yep. that are like equally as good that we can also turn our attention towards right mm-hmm. so like instead of using all of it on bali and like the komodo islands who are already like really famous we can like turn towards like some of the more yeah, um, unknown ones. Wait, Aiken. Uh, before you move on, I just wanna see uh, if we can make it like more specific. If we can pinpoint you to want, like you a certain find an example? topic, yeah, yeah because it's kind of broad here. Yeah, I'll look for. Uh, an could example. we like? Uh, I'm suggesting that we do. To what extent? Uh, let's say, during the pandemic, should uh the government be like developing or promoting tourism? Because you can't. Uh, like from our example from just now, the Bali mm-hmm. thing with uh, Kristen, uh, what was her name? <laughs> I already forgot. Kristen Gray. <laughs> Kristen Gray. <laughs> Sorry. Um, and then 
Yeah, because there's like a in between here. You you still want a bit of tourism so that you know people still get income. Um, the mm -hmm. locals get income because that's like the main industry for some islands in Indonesia. Mm -hmm. But then you don't want like mass tourism to promote the spread of the like COVID nineteen. So like where 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 is the sweet spot here? Where to what extent should governments be promoting and developing tourism during the pandemic I, th I think that the development of tourism in different places in Indonesia is a good thing that the government knowing that we're thinking about long term here and after the pandemic mm -hmm. after um, you know all the safety all, all the vaccines are delivered we can't have just people going to Bali we can't just have you know people going to the same island that's saturated uh, with this, the same thing really so Indonesia has to be open to lots of options and you know, just they they need to make the most out of the investment. In my opinion, right? This is my opinion. I feel like I I don't think development of tourism should be like the number one priority right now. You know, because we've seen like how like reliance on tourism could like cripple cripple a community, right? If something mm. like a pandemic occurs, right? So I think it's much more important to like develop infrastructure and ensure people have like education that should be like the main priority like ensure mm -hmm. that people are actually able to make a living for themselves before allowing other people into the community to explore right because i don't know bali is quite um bali is bali is like kind of a special case because it's it's already has like really good landscape right? That's very yeah, good scenery. I, I like the so idea of like uh, your idea of not um indonesia trying to shift let's say the industry during during the pandemic it's like a wake-up call for these uh for indonesia that you know um tourism doesn't always work right tourism won't always be there so we can't be over reliant on tourism so um the development of other industries perhaps might be the right course of actions during the pandemic because long short term long term um it the kind the the area itself the region itself won't be as reliant on tourism bali itself uh, again a special case was a tourist spot it was a tourist trap it was um mo mostly tourism but now uh, you can see that bali isn't entirely dependent on tourism anymore now that it's much more developed and thanks to tourism um, it's less reliant on tourism itself. There are many other industries in Bali, uh, which I don't know. I I can't really name the industries, but I know they're there. It's just, <laughs> yeah, it's not entirely re uh, re reliant on uh, tourism itself, which I think the other um, other islands or other tourist uh, tourist um, 
areas or regions should start um, doing. They should start developing other uh, industries. Mm, I see. Any other thoughts on that, Ben? Well, what's Maybe one like... industry that Indonesia can work on? What do you think? Just name. Okay. Um, uh, agriculture. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> we can't. We we need to pinpoint like uh, okay. Let let's pinpoint the Rinka Island or the Komodo Islands. Yeah. 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 So we don't know the situation there. This is all hypothetical. This is all just based on our opinions that are based on no information. Um, <laughs> but Rinka Island, they could probably like do some agriculture, maybe. They probably shouldn't do industry that would like, like really ruin the wildlife, ruin, ruin the uh, resources, ruin the, <laughs> ruin the landscape of the whole place. Picturesque. Yeah, but like, I feel um, good. Yeah, fishing maybe. I I don't know. The this this is then again the government's job to do this. You yeah, know, for <laughs> them to decide. You know what you're. Uh, we we want to provide jobs for you that aren't only towards tourism. We want to give you, again, like Aiken said, education is really good because that not only it doesn't limit them to only focus on tourism. It gives them the opportunity of developing their own other industry. I don't know whichever they would choose based on that area, or based on the culture, blah blah blah. It. it I think education is a really good thing for the government to invest in, in order to develop different industries in these um, reliant uh, areas on tourism. Yeah. Yeah. Personally, I think like Rinka Island, like the Komodo Komodo Islands in general. That that's like kind of a tricky situation, right? Because like it's already known for its wildlife, in a sense, right? Maybe, maybe like for situations that are already developed, we can like have. It's like you mentioned with Bali, uh, how tourism led to development, and that development eventually led to the development of industries, right? So for cases that are already like known for tourists, uh, like being tourist traps, like in that case, we can just follow kind of that model you mentioned earlier, where it's like it, it develops because of tourism, and afterwards it's able to. Yeah, start its own industries. I think like the main pro- like where we need to use education is the most is like areas that don't have a selling point just yet, areas mm. that have not become like tourist traps just yet, right? So that's yeah. where we should really focus our education on, right? Because uh, but, eventually, but, like- uh, I can wait. Let me stop you there for a second. But like, but um, the situation is it's during the pandemic and like tourism really. The, these Komodo Island, let's say tourism, like goes down a lot. Mm-hmm. So it, it's a wake up call for for the Komodo for Islands that they can't really rely on tourism that much, but they need to develop uh, in order to so that they're not reliant on tourism. Mm-hmm. So we so we can't really assume that you know tourism is gonna bring them up uh, to the Bali status, mm-hmm. right? I see. So in that case, there should be some sort of support, man. Like yeah. Yeah, I see. Um, but like, yeah, I. But uh, just like continuing on what I was saying before, I don't think it should like again like with priorities, right? I don't think it should be the number one priority to kind of 
save these tourist locations. I don't know if that sounds like really mean. <laughs> that sounds like really cruel. <laughs> but I, I don't know. In terms of like locations affected by COVID, I don't think like places like Bali and Rinka Island is like number one on the priority list, you know? The government doesn't need to tend to it immediately. Because yeah, I feel like those those areas are there there are other places that need more help, you know. Mm. Uh, I might have to disagree there because okay. um, I, I'm going by the notion that all lives matter. I, I, I mean, this is, this has nothing to do uh, with, the, <laughs> with the current yellow movement. I'm using the all lives matter like literally, not not the actual literally. movement, like where where okay. uh, human okay. rights. Okay, okay. everyone Let's, has rights. Okay, yeah. Big yeah, yeah, yeah. no matter where they are, no matter which country, uh, which which island in in Indonesia they are, mm-hmm. because for example. Um, Raja Ampat, uh, let's say the whole economy is based on tourism, and you don't, and there's a decline in tourism. That's gonna be detrimental to like almost everyone's quality of life. So I wouldn't yeah. really say that you know, there, there, it's not important. The government should manage all of the islands. The government should manage every area, you know, to a certain extent. Mm-hmm. However. They they shouldn't just leave them be. You know what? Um, it's not yeah, that important. No. It's not. It doesn't hurt them that much. It, it, it technically does hurt them that much a lot. To, to be yeah, fair, yeah, there no. Indonesia has so many like th- literally thousands of islands that are mo- mo- most of them are untouched. That's mm-hmm. just to give a perspective on how big Indonesia is and how vast its resources. So there are lots of opp- opportunities. Like Bad. the length of Indonesia is like the length of the United States, right? Like if we go from the leftmost island to the rightmost point, it's like about the same as the US, right? In terms of length. So it's, it's... like Indonesia is fucking gigantic. So there's that. Oh. Yo! You mean to say, you mean to say, I mean, I mean, it's very, it's very, it's apologize. Very yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's my Aiken, first Aiken, apology. Aiken. I'm sorry it's, for using a, a less than friendly word. It's, so from okay. Sabang to Marauke is 5,245 kilometers. It's really long, right? <laughs> so there's that factor of opportunity cost, right? You can help one area, but like ignore the rest, mm. right? Including so econ's terms. Yeah, if we continue arguing on the vein of all lives matter, if they sink their resources... <laughs> Don't I mean, if they me, sink man. too much resources into the areas that already have some form of development, then the rest that get ignored, well, what happens to them? They don't mm. have anything, like, they don't have any, like, infrastructure that's already built, right? They don't have any roads. Some people don't even have homes, right? Mm-hmm. So what about them? Do we just, we, we shouldn't really compromise them, right? Because at the end, their needs are, like, far greater, you know? In the cost-benefit analysis, their 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 um, needs are way gr- like higher than areas that have already been developed, and they're just like suffering. They can't earn money, you know. Yeah, I, so I guess you have a point thing? there. Yeah, Rainer, even more silent. No, silent. Okay. Does he have anything to say? Ishak, you sleeping, Ishak? Man, you don't want to leave you. Ishak, actually, no. <laughs> yeah, go ahead, Justin. Regarding Indonesian tourists, um, honestly, I think that, yeah, it is like Indonesia, as you said, uh, one of the main 
like one of their main sources of economy, like one of their main injections uh, mm-hmm. is tourism. Uh, I mean, we're very famous because we're pretty, we're still a developing country, right? Uh, so most of our forests are still untouched or yet to be touched. And like there's this uh, place in Asia called Sumba, which is like, I'm assuming, I'm predicting it's going to be the next big thing. But like this Sumba place, it's literally untouched forest. And it's from what I've heard from all the people that that's been going there, it's it's very pretty. It's it's crazy pretty because like it shows a side of the world where you think like you know most of the world has been touched. It's there's human settlements, there's everything there. You know, like it's the effects of globalization. But literally in this place called Zumba, Sumba, S U M B A, yeah, not Zumba, Sumba. Uh, it's literally untouched forest. Um. So I think that uh, even if there is a COVID and all, it's not really going to stop people from traveling after it. You know, after I th- uh, I'm predicting that after the COVID, a lot of people will start traveling. So, so there, there has to be this transition. Mm-hmm. There's going to be this transition. Mm-hmm. It's not has. There's going to. Okay. Uh, but honestly, uh, <laughs> we've talked for quite a while now. <laughs> yeah, speaking of transitions, thank you, Justin, for mentioning Sumba. Well, Sumba apparently <laughs> is one of the destinations that the club, Sayap Ilmu, was supposed oh to serve. God. And All this right. year, Sayap okay, Ilmu so we... was... Hey, hey, hey. Sh- Sayap Ilmu was supposed... To... What this is this year, we'll serve Kalimantan, Papua <laughs> Nabire... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, um, support Saipilmu and yeah, Uh-oh. I think we're about to wrap up. Follow Saipilmu. Saipilmu is providing tablets this year. <laughs> yep, and we're gonna support Sumba probably next year. Yeah. So like uh before we go, uh I think like Aiken uh, or Farrell or Rainer you can do the closing, but uh before we go, I think we should oh. discuss a bit more about our Instagram. Should we make an Instagram? Oh, um, I don't want to manage. Why, it, why are we It's just it, you know, it's free cast hours. It's free cast. Yes, it's Sorry, free cast minutes. It's free cast minutes. I mean, if you, yeah, Pat Renee, if you want to, if you make it this far though, like it's fine. The content ahead is just purely just discussion about the club. Not really. Well, why don't we just close? Why don't we just close our podcast right now? Because hours, dude. Like. It's like missing five minutes, guys. It's literally five minutes. Yeah. Um, should we make an Instagram? Right. Because it's because Rainer isn't doing this for cast. He doesn't care. Yeah, man. Come on, <laughs> Rainer's the only one here who, who who hasn't had a controversy. We need we need at least one controversial <laughs> moment, man. Mm. At least one apology from him. Rainer just not brave enough. Rainer just this. <laughs> just not, not afraid to hit the hard-hitting topics, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, All right, okay. next time, right? Um, next, next back time, to social media. What were you saying, Justin? I was thinking that uh, Instagram, you know, uh, if you mm-hmm. would want to, if the viewers would want to uh, interact with us more, I think that Instagram would be a great social platform to do that. Yeah. And it would also be kind of good because, you know, everybody these days uses Instagram or Facebook. Uh, Justin Ishak is desperate. Justin. Is- you can hit him up. Anyways, uh, <laughs> continuing for uh, 
I get distracted again. I get interrupted, and we still need to waste. Let's not waste time because it's almost ending. Uh, I think that's a great platform to uh, interact with our viewers mm -hmm. and to tell viewers that you know uh, we have a video upcoming because uh, uh, our schedule is pretty uh, tight because we are still students, but we're planning to do this every Wednesday. Uh, every Wednesday, yeah, every Wednesday. Yeah, <laughs> well, we don't know. <laughs> you, you, you guys won't know when we'll record this, but like, we'll right. we'll probably post it like per week in a tight, uh, fixed schedule. Hope so. Yeah, hopefully. So yeah, I was just thinking that uh, Instagram would be a great way to be more interacting with our viewers. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I What's agree. About I think, what about what about um, the Spotify plan? We need a. Yeah, we're, we we'll be posting our... this. We ideally we'll be posting this on Spotify. Yeah. yeah. And we'll probably continue to do so for the next episodes um yeah i think just starting i think that yeah uh we should probably wrap up now yeah so i think that's it thank you guys um uh thank you pat renee and maybe some extra uh listeners um we'll be we'll be posting again next week and uh, we'll see you then thank you yeah boy okay okay that was a bit weird isha Forehead up. Uh, I say. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what do we weird? do with the bot? What do we do?